Hello, my name is Elizabeth Ginsberg, and welcome to another episode of On the Issues, brought to you by the Minnesota Center for Advanced Professional Studies, also known as MINCAPS. MINCAPS is a program centered in education, industry, and community. They work towards immersing all students in a profession-based learning environment in order to develop innovative leaders for the global economy. At MINCAPS, you can focus on different professions such as the healthcare industry, business and marketing, education, and even trades. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the ethical dilemmas and obstacles of stem cell research, as well as the possible technological benefits. Stem cells are cells that have the potential to develop into a multitude of specific cell types. There are many different types of stem cells, with the main two categories focusing on embryonic stem cells, which are developed from embryos, and adult stem cells, which are found in bone marrow and other parts of the body. According to an article published by BMC Medical Ethics, there is a huge therapeutic potential of stem cell-based therapy in the treatment of degenerative autoimmune and genetic disorders. However, there are many ethical, religious, and political challenges that raise numerous concerns regarding the clinical application of stem cells. Today I have two guests, Tyler Kuntz and Andrew Weiss, that will be talking in depth about this controversy and give us insight on both the pros and cons of stem cell research. Let's begin! So my name is Tyler Kutz. Uh, my educational background is I have my bachelor's degree, excuse me, in teaching life science, um, and I got that from uh, Metropolitan State University, and I'm currently in a master's program as well. Okay, so then we can start on like with the benefits of stem cell research. So like, how do you think, as a society, could we benefit from it? I think the the biggest way is just dealing with dealing with injuries and um, some some degenerative diseases in a different way. Um, there's obviously been a lot of preliminary research on, on, on some of the positives of um, stem cells and their use in recovering from injuries and, and dealing with things like multiple sclerosis and different th- degenerative diseases. Um, and, and the, the, better we can make the technology and the medicine going towards that, to me, mm-hmm. why not do it? Yeah. Like, can we really do like what science fiction says that we can? So like, what right. are the kind of like the realities and limitations of stem cell research right now? Um, I think the reality is more that it's, it's not going to be this almost like wonder treatment where somebody can walk into a clinic and well, if they're like, if they're paralyzed, they can go into a clinic and get a treatment and then walk out like most likely that's not going to be what what it will be um it it, more realistically it's going to be slowly getting more and more function back that they didn't have um or if it is something like an injury just speeding up that recovery time um but it like i said just knowing that it's not going to turn us all into superhumans and whenever we get injured oh yeah just go and get a stem cell injection and you'll be good. You'll be good in the morning. It's fine. Like that's, like you said, that's, Mm -hmm. that's science fiction. That's not how this works. What I've researched and heard is that the main ethical issue is surrounding like embryonic cells and their use. So kind of what other options for stem cells are there like other than just embryonic cells? Well, um, so from, from my knowledge and what I know, um, the, the whole thing with the, where you get the stem cells if it's embryonic 
it just has a lot more possibilities as to what type of cell that it can become. Mm-hmm. The other option is adult stem cells. So there's in the in bone marrow, there's adult stem cells that can be used, but those um, are their possibilities aren't as open. They're only as open to the cells, the the type of cell that it came from. So if it's an epithelial cell, it can only be a different type of epithelial cell. Um, and it, yeah, like the harvesting of the embryonic stem cells, I think that's something that definitely like the media and the part that it played with saying that where they're getting it from when in reality a lot of the times in research what they use is leftover um, eggs from egg donors or things like that mm-hmm. um, but that's of course not the thing that people focus on um, yeah. so yeah okay so now kind of talking a little bit about like why it might not be ethical what do you think is the biggest argument against using stem cell research I think I think there's kind of two camps. I think there's the one camp that thinks that we shouldn't like essentially like the we shouldn't be playing God argument. Like it's not our role to step in and say that we're going to use this for this type of treatment and um, and we're not going to take stem cells from things like aborted fetuses and things like that. When again, that's the media's like side of it. I think the other side of it is more of the, I don't know, we've seen like a bigger push in the like homeopathic and, and natural cures. And Mm -hmm. if you, if you eat this, then your body will get into like the fear, almost the fear of science. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, that science fiction thing where we're going to be creating hybrids and what could this possibly do to your DNA? So the, the fear of not knowing truly what the science is. So to me, those are the two big ethical things because people mm-hmm. are going to say my ethics are that we shouldn't do anything to alter our DNA and we don't want these hybrids running around and then like we shouldn't be playing God like this is we shouldn't be taking it from this source and all that stuff. So yeah, do you feel like that um, argument is possibly like religiously based as well? Um, I think absolutely. I think that that's a big thing and. and I think that a lot of it, again, comes from the misinformation of where they get those embryonic stem cells. Um, but then there's also like the the debate, which is ends up being very based in religion, is when when is like when do we consider something to be a fetus or a human in the embryonic development stage? And I mean, scientifically, it's completely different because. In the scientific community, we don't consider something a fetus until you can actually tell what type of organism it's going to be, mm-hmm. which is way, way, way down the line, like in gestational terms. So, but yeah, the religion of thinking that as soon as like from conception that, or even as an egg, that, that is a person, um, which has a lot of religious undertones based in it. Yeah. Like, how might stem cells, like, possibly infringe on human rights? With stem cells, I, the, the biggest thing that I could see is maybe the, the thought of, because there's been saying things like, if we clone some of your stem cells, and then you can have um, organs that your body won't reject. And then it's like, well, are we just creating people to harvest them? And then is that a person? Do they have mm-hmm. rights? 
And I think that that's where that human right argument would come in, the uh, which is a slippery slope in my opinion. But yeah. I mean, because I mean, stem cells was big in um, Dolly, the clone sheep. So people might look at that and be like, well, is that is that sheep its own sheep or not? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think that would be where the human right aspect of it comes in. Yeah, I think that like consent is also like a really big part of that. Absolutely. I mean, you can even look at what's what's happening more in like the African uh, African American community, excuse me, um, with the vaccine because of the Tuskegee experiments mm-hmm. and and that distrust of well we didn't know this was going on, so how can we trust you that you're actually giving us the information? And I mean, that's something not even like just with that, even uh, early on, just vaccines, because that's on the mind. Um, Early on with, um, I think it was polio, like they had to do a test with that on children. And Mm -hmm. some children, they gave the vaccine, some children, they didn't. And the, the creator of that vaccine was saying, that that was something that he that haunted him is knowing that this vaccine could help some of these children but they're willingly not giving it them and it's it, like do the parents know that that was the case or not and and where does that like you said where does that consent come in and, and letting people know what's actually going on yeah and that's where i think a lot of that distrust comes in mm-hmm. of the medical community so i completely agree Awesome. Well, thank you so much for meeting me. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it. For sure. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, I am Andy Weiss. I teach at Prior Lake the biology and the anatomy courses. Um, I went to college for biology at the University of Northern Iowa from 2000 to 2004. Um, I spent four years at the University of Iowa. Part of that time, I uh, did some work in the College of Pharmacy, and then I worked in uh, pharmacy research at the Mayo Clinic in 2008 and nine. and then I went to transition to teaching in um, 2010-11, and I've been teaching ever since. How long do you think until this could become like a common treatment or therapy, or like do you think it will ever really um, get there? You know... Uh, I, th- I think we're probably still a few years away from it being able to be used on humans. Um, I think the the timeline for that is slow, but once we would get it to a point where it was approved, I think the timeline would go very quickly. You know, once they figure out a way to successfully replicate an organ, they're going to use that all the time. You know, um, it's just a matter of like, and other, and other technologies such as CRISPR and other types of genetic engineering, they've gone through this slow process with the ethical dilemma as well. You know, they, uh, they're, they're at this point where they have the technology and it's ready to go and it has to be approved for being used on people, you okay. know? Yeah, so like once those like limitations are kind of put in place, then it will be. Right, and that's, and that's the hard thing is because like, you know, just like government, um, whoever's kind of in charge gets to kind of go after their own agenda. And when that changes, then you have to go and reevaluate what previous people thought was okay versus not okay. You know, like, I don't think, you know, from a, from a non-religious perspective, I don't think anyone has a problem with using a stem cell to recreate an organ. 
you know, like that seems like a really positive thing, but then setting those limits and then getting the, um, kind of like both sides of the argument to agree is where the holdup is. Yeah. Okay. So then what can stem cells do that like other therapies have been unsuccessful at? Um, well, when you're talking stem cells, you're talking cells that have come from humans, right? So like other therapies, like medicines usually comes from plants or fungus or even like even antibiotics are made by bacteria, right? Mm. Um, having something that has already been, that already is human cells um, is going to make for um, theoretically an easier transition towards being able to be used on humans. That's what I would think about it. Well, then you kind of talked about possible like legal limitations, but like, do you feel like there could be like um, full bans on stem cell research in the future because of the arguments against it? Um, you know, it kind of depends on who is making the decisions again, you know? Um, I just, I, I don't think you would see a legal ban because I don't think there's enough um, evidence to the, I mean, if, if you're talking about like the court system and they're looking for evidence against stem cell research, there's certainly not even close to as much evidence against it as there is evidence for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would say I, I would, you know, each county, each state is different. Um, but federally, no, I don't think you would see a ban on it. Kind of my last question is, like, how important of a factor do you think cost will be in, like, the process of, like, making them, as well as a process of, like, consumerism as well? Right, yeah. The cost is, the cost is for sure another ethical issue because, um, you know, there's always the potential of a divide between the upper class, middle class, lower class on who has access to being able to do this. Yeah. You know, and then it would just be about then it would really just be about uh, whether that system is willing to cover stem cell therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I said, and, and, and that always changes. And, and it's unfortunately a government issue, you know, where many of us, I think, would argue that healthcare should not be a government issue. It should be more of a right, you know, Um uh, I would say the only, the only other point I would make is that if the stem cell research was somehow privatized, that would be probably creating more of a divide than if it was like something that was funded by the FDA or the NIH, mm-hmm. you know, because like, for example, 10 years ago, um, you know, no healthcare coverage covered like acupuncture really? and it does now, you know what I mean? Or mental health. Sometimes, like a like talking with a psychiatrist was not covered on your health care because or on your health insurance, it just wasn't at the time, and now it is. You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff changes all the time, too. Thank you for oh, agreeing to talk with you're me. You're very welcome. After reaching out and talking to Mr. Weiss and Mr. Kuntz, I have gained a better understanding of the potential of stem cell research, as well as the necessary obstacles needed to overcome in order for it to reach that potential. A main concept that I had not fully realized the importance of was cost. As Mr. Weiss explained, 
There is a great dependence on where this research gets developed. A lot of this development stems from what grants will be available and who will be able to purchase these therapies when they do become open to the public. In addition, public opinion will likely sway on how this research can be used and applied, which will directly influence the legal limitations, federal funding, and clinical development of this therapy. Embryonic stem cell research also poses a moral dilemma, as stated on Euro stem cell, between the duty to prevent or alleviate suffering and the duty to respect the value of human life, which brings religion into this argument. Another large topic addressed by Mr. Kuntz surrounds the issue of trust and patient consent. As discussed, there is a lot of distrust within the medical field, especially within communities of color. Consent and patient rights were not always standard practice in healthcare. Before this type of treatment could become commonplace, there has to be a high level of trust and safety between the patient and physician or company, which often proves to be a large obstacle. As discussed and published in an article on CNS Neuroscience and Therapeutics in June of 2020, the main obstacles to progress with stem cell research include the protection of patient rights and patient autonomy, as well as evaluating the full potential of stem cell therapy before being able to apply this research clinically. On the other hand, Stem cells prove to have a great potential in injury prevention as well as transplants, both of which pose the ability to save lives and improve countless amounts of lives. Stem cells are unique in the sense that they can do what no other research has the capability of, use the human body to repair itself. I personally believe that stem cell research is a necessary development that has the potential to greatly improve individual lives as well as societal outlook. The possibilities brought forth by this research allow for greater advancements in the medical field. They also create a way to directly treat difficult degenerative, autoimmune, and genetic disorders instead of only looking at suppressing symptoms. Yet, before clinical application can become commonplace, legal limitations and arguments surrounding safety, consent, and moral values must first be settled. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of On the Issues, brought to you by MinCaps. I hope you've gained valuable insight on the controversy of stem cell research and have found a curiosity to learn more. I wish everyone listening an amazing day in a healthy life. See you next time!